you consider yourself normal, then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. The Weird Mountain Gals. Hey, hey. Ah, ah, hey, yes, may I help you? <laughs> Trick or treat. Trick or treat. I'm getting, I'm getting in the mood. Are you? Yeah, though I'm going to be driving back to Baltimore Whew. on Halloween. So I'm gonna... hoping for only treats and no tricks. Thank you very much. Well... If uh, you're the one person who could defend yourself against most any tricks that came your way, <laughs> I would hate to be the dumbass uh, that decided to. You know, to mess I with mean, you. there there are people all the time who decide they're just gonna. Oh, she thinks she's all that. I better take her on, and I'm just like, <laughs> okay, but do we have to do this? Couldn't we just have a cup of tea? Y'all could have a I cup of tea. Know. We could have a cup of tea. I got Should me a cup it? of tea. She's holding up a great big microphone, so I don't know. I, so now I have to put my tea down and take my phone off well, my no, thigh. Well, no, that's not this. And hold up a, hold up a microphone. No, I, I think can do time. that if you want me to. I, I actually don't care. We'll see how well, that I'm in the place of, I don't care. <laughs> I'm in the place of best weather, best porch. Oh, my gosh. And I got, my arms are sore. What, from raking? No, from I went and got both shots today, the flu oh. shot and the COVID shot. Oh, my gosh, at the same time? Are you crazy? Yes, yes I am. I want to get that crap over with. Oh. <laughs> That's what it is. I had uh, I took Mom out, and we we got, we got went and shot up. Got shot <laughs> out up. We're yeah. just shooting up. You know how you do, shooting up. <laughs> yeah. And so, well, I'm actually kind of relieved to do it. All right, now y'all, you can't see this, but there's a butter wagon. Is that what that is? That is backing up the road here. It's the waste service. Uh, it's a thing that cleans out the porta potties, and I'm just like, what is that? What's uh, going on? Next door. Oh, uh, we're doing construction. You know, I, I thought was it like, was a what? milk truck. No, uh, <laughs> my my grandmother, who I, I quote all the time, and who is actually sitting right over there in the chair. My grandmother, uh, when they were kids, there would be a truck that would come around to empty the outhouses in the neighborhood. Oh, wow. <laughs> and the kids would run after it and call it the butter wagon. Butter I don't, wagon. I don't know why. But well, so every time I see those, I think of them as the butter wagon. Well, you said butter wagon. It made me think of the milk truck. And then I thought, oh, is this it? And am I getting ready to die? Because I always say that if I get hit by the milk truck, it's like, oh, shit, I, I've never actually seen a milk truck, though, before. God, I haven't, seen, it? I haven't seen a milk truck. Remember, seal test used to come by our house and deliver milk out in the country. Actually, that's true. I remember it was that's seal good. test, it was, I think. I think it was. Or Coble. Maybe it was Coble. Remember yep. Coble? Yep. I and you could get you sometimes some popsicles or ice cream or something? Yeah, he had like an ice cream cooler yeah. right in the front. And when he would go, the one that would come through Malvern Hills where we lived, when he would stop, we'd hear him, of course. And he didn't have any hokey music or anything like that. It was just, it was a milk truck. 
And he'd go up the hill to the other person's front yard across from us. And when he would go out that way, we would go down that way and go get into the ice cream. And we would pick out whatever we wanted. Wow. <laughs> and and about he put it on your mama's tab. Well, about half the time he gave it to us. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, he was a nice milk man. Yeah, because the milk truck was different than the ice cream man. Yeah, definitely. Because the milk truck was, you know, basically bringing your milk mm -hmm. and cream and, you know, whatever else. Oh, and for so a while when I was young, I mean, we had a cow for a little while, but my my mother was not a country woman and she was not going to milk a damn cow. She made that very clear. Mm -hmm. And I was too young really to take that on as a chore. And my dad worked, so we only had a cow for a little while, and then we didn't. But our neighbor, Miss Tate, had a cow. Miss Tate. Miss Tate. And we would go down there uh, on Saturday mornings, and we did all the kind of scooter pooping around stuff. And we'd go by Miss Tate's and uh, and pick up a gallon of milk with the cream on the top. Oh, yeah. Mm, yummy. Milk had to be shook before you would drink it. Remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. And now if you go buy cream, you buy it by the pack what pint yeah and it's four or five dollars for a yeah, pint of cream and it's not it doesn't taste like cream i mean it tastes creamy you can taste the fat content in right it, but it doesn't taste like like cream not at all it does not at all and i still can't figure out what half what fat free half and half is because half and half is half milk and half cream well that's what i always thought and so you can't have fat free cream i'm sorry even if there is such a thing that calls itself fat-free cream, that's just wrong. That yeah. is ethically and morally wrong. And it also do yuck. Ew, exactly, yuck. Yeah, no, I'm not going to. Well, you can look at my body and tell that I'm not going to go for fat-free cream. Ditto. <laughs> ditto, no ditto. Well, and I, I want to, we actually did have a pre-show discussion today, y'all. Mm -hmm. We did do that. We often do it. But I'm going to say something we said in the pre-show, and that is Loretta Lynn died. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, it's like the queen died, what was it, a month ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. And for both of those deaths, I mean, I didn't know these women. I had seen Loretta Lynn play a couple times in person and seen her on the TV and all that. But for both of those, they carried with them such a weight yeah. of my personal history. Yeah. That it was, it is less me grieving to old women who lived wonderful and amazing lives than it is me looking back kind of nostalgically mm -hmm. at, well, at a lot of things. It's been really interesting. Hmm. So when she died, it kind of kicked you back a few decades. I know. It was like time traveling, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. 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 Oh, well, I remember when I heard it, I, I went and listened to some of the songs, you know, mm -hmm. and I was reminded at what a good, strong voice. Uh-huh. And what a songwriter. Oh, yeah. That goes without and saying. And what a businesswoman. Evidently. Yeah. Evidently. Yeah. With her puffy sleeves. Uh-huh. And, uh -huh, her and that long, long hair. <laughs> and she, I guess, had an interview a few days before she died. Oh, I, I don't know. I hadn't heard about it. That. It wasn't a big deal thing. It was just her saying something to the effect of if she could be remembered as being nice, that would be good. Yeah. You know, that era is gone. 
it is gone, and I can't help you know we are we are Dolly fans here yeah. at Weird Mountain, but I also can't help but remember uh, hearing Jolene, which is a mm -hmm. wonderful song, wonderful, wonderful, and just thinking how pitiful that woman was. Yeah, uh, the one that sings it about Jolene, don't take my man, and then Loretta Lynn had you ain't woman enough to take my man, and I just remember how Loretta's song felt right to me like you think you can take my man well you tried and if you can take him then good for you yeah. then he wasn't worth me keeping yeah yeah it's my, she was on heavy rotation in robinsville with my grandmother oh, I bet. I she, bet. we had the big giant stereo that under the under the window there and it was mm -hmm. like as long as a room and uh it was her and Probably Glenn Campbell. Oh my gosh, Glenn Campbell! And what a what a voice! What a wonderful guitar player! Songwriter. What a wonderful songwriter! He was very talented. And Slim Whitman for a while, mm -hmm. and Yoda just and various Slim. ones. And then later years, it was Alan Jackson. She just loved. She loved him. Alan Jackson. She huh? loved him. Yes, and the, and Garth Brooks. Yeah, and of course those to me. Alan Jackson and Garth Brooks are the new country. Yeah. But they're really not in No. Oh, no. So, no, no. <laughs> that's how it happens. Time goes by. So, until time ceases to go by. Yeah. So, that's, that's really true. That's how I think this time of year. My brain just kind of naturally goes towards death subjects. Yours, too. You know it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And right now, I mean, I, I just had three different close friends have big surgeries mm -hmm. and um and they all got through them lickety split and they're all well on the way to healing and all of them are also kind of straining against the the harness a little bit because uh -huh. they don't they want to get on with their lives and they can't because all three of the surgeries are forcing them to rest and not be doing and it's just killing all of them because they're all big doers yeah but then i've also got two friends and maybe three that they are they are at the end of their lives now and they're 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 younger than me they're younger women and mm. and they have battled cancer and battled cancer and now that battle that battle is done and so now we are in that different place that you are when you are loving people as they get ready to make that transition and you're loving and supporting them and their families. Yeah. And so, yeah, so there's a, there's a lot going on. But I just saw three bluebirds right over there in that tree. Oh, yeah. So. There's a family of them here. Yeah, At least are. one family. Yeah. We, we were joking about that a few years back because about the bluebirds of happiness in this yard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. This yard is full of happiness. It, it is. It probably would be full of being raked up, all the leaves, but I always wait till the oak falls, and then maybe I rake them up, and maybe I don't. Well, I mean, look at this yard. It is not a lawn. Mm -hmm. It is a, it is a, a clearing amongst the trees. <laughs> yeah. It is, and you know what? It doesn't hurt a thing if you leave them. Oh, it, it is perfectly fine. That's right. So I what? love this place. I know it. I hope, I hope this place always stays this place. Yeah, me too. So. Well, they keep offering me money for it. Every time I turn around, somebody's calling me on the phone. Do you 
are you the person who owns Weird Mountain? Yeah. And I, I always say, let me tell you, straight up, Weird Mountain owns me. I don't own no Weird Mountain. That land owns me. Well, we're very interested in, and they either want to buy the whole thing outright because they think I'm just a bumpkin and I'm going to sell it to them for a penny, or they want to just buy the woods. And I know what would happen if I sold them these woods. They'd yeah. mow them all down and put in a bunch of rinky-tinky <laughs> houses. And if you're hell, lucky. To hell with that. Lucky, the, what they might put in would be some condos or apartments. Either way, yeah. they ain't getting it. Good. Yay! Yay I'm so glad. ain't getting it. I'm, I mean, I know, it, I know that progress is inevitable. Well, and I'm in a privileged position that I can own quote-unquote own this place according to the laws of capitalism I own it um, and not have to sell it you know I can hold on to it it's it's already served a purpose it's a healing place it's a healing place and people stay here they people are here all the time but an awful lot of the time there's somebody in residence and that's that's yeah. how it should be and it's it's getting more farmier <laughs> it's getting it farmier is. it gets I smell, it smelled a little farmy today when I came in. Did I it? thought, well, maybe I should light up a bunch of that nice incense <laughs> and see if I can get some of that farmy smell. But part of the problem was that the freezer has gone out. And it, don't worry about it because there wasn't nothing in the freezer except bee equipment. There's a bunch of uh, bee frames with, with wax on them that I didn't want to leave out to get the insects eating them up. Yeah. So there's not, I mean, I kept it open long enough so that all the moisture could get out of it. But oh, it made me sad. Yeah. Not that I'd ever used it to freeze, and now I'm just using it as a cabinet to hold all the meat from. Well, it's a big, sturdy cabinet. It's so. a big, sturdy cabinet. I unplugged it so it's not <laughs> sucking up any energy. Hey, they're coming after you. Oh, no. They figured it out. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. Uh -huh. <laughs> What song did I hear the other day and it made me think of uh, Weird Mountain Gals? It's that, I don't even remember who does it. And there ain't no point in singing it right now, is there? Here they come. All the birds are out in the yard. You would think with us sitting on the porch they'd be shy, but they're like, oh no, it's just them. Um, Ring, ring, telephone ring, baby, come on in. Last doorbell ring, baby, come on in. And it's all ring, ring, and it ends up with golden ring around your finger. Oh, no. All right, I'm looking at it. Is it a Tammy it one? It Was it a guy or, or it's a girl? It's a fella that sings it. Um, I don't know. The mom, when I was grocery shopping with her today, three times a lady came on and she asked oh. me, that, who sings that? I told her. How long did it come out? I Here said, it is. What is Billy Mata and the Texas Tradition. Oh, okay. Yeah, I heard that and I thought, you know, sometimes I go, ring, 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 ring. <laughs> so, yes, you do. Man. Yeah. They're coming after me and you. They're com coming. They're bringing the big old trucks now. Yeah. Yeah, I had my... I had my country music fix because, you know, I drew, drove over near Nashville and back last weekend. And um, I always listen to country music when I'm on the road in the south because you might as well. Yeah. But I didn't hear anything new that I loved particularly. i tell you the song that saved me 
while I'm ta trying to talk over the damn sirens, as my relatives used to say. Sirens. I still call them that. When that shooting happened in Texas at Uvalde, yeah. the song that just, and I was on the road, of course, because I've been on the road all year, and that song, um, If I Die Young, that just kept going through wow. my head over and over again. Because, you know, it's such a, it's a beautiful song, and she's going to wear her pearls, and you should wear your best, and mm -hmm. this is going to happen, and that's going to happen, and it was just, it was really beautiful. To have that kind of as my, my, I don't know, walking music as I was going. There's a song that Selby sent me. That one always goes through my head. And mm -hmm. I'll hear, I don't like Mondays. You know mm -hmm. that song? Mm -hmm. I think I Bob Geldorf or the Boomtown Rats. Somebody like that. Well, yeah, that was yeah. his band. So I don't know how he released it, but I remember that song. And Of course, Elton John did Danny Bailey. Remember that I song? Do. I young do. Danny Bailey. Some fuck with a shotgun. Young Danny Bailey. Yeah. Uh, and, and we come from the land of the murder ballad. Well, yeah. We've so earned it. I guess, you know, in addition to us talking about death all the time on the podcast and how well we do death and whatever else, we just come from a place where we even sing about it. Yep. Yeah. And we celebrate it in a way. I mean, I'm not exactly looking forward to it, to my own death, but I understand what inevitable means. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's real enough to me, and when I say it, I mean death, and sometimes it feels closer than other times. Yeah. Like the whole milk truck thing a few minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, well, I just got my COVID shot and my vaccine, and then did I see the milk truck? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but sometimes it feels closer than other times, but this time of year brings it out. Yeah. I'm yeah. convinced. And people start saying goodbye this time of year, So, and I'm convinced of that, too. Well, when the sap starts to fall, is the way the old folks would talk about it. Sap falls. When the sap starts to fall, then things, you know, they look, things look different. Well, yeah. Why would you think that it, you could live on the earth and not be part of the earth cycles? Well, because a lot of people just think that this is just, uh, you know, this is just a stop on their way to their real home, which is in heaven. So... They don't really care as long as they don't die in the winter, burn up in the summer. They don't really care. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you could do that, though. It feels like that would be such a thin life to yeah. not be attached into the season. Well, if you don't know any better, you don't know what you're missing. Maybe. I mean. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. And the other thing we talked about, which was not something we were going to say necessarily on the podcast, is that Lots of times, people are not nearly so bright as you wish they were. <laughs> so we did not say it in such a kind and sensitive way. No. <laughs> well, go ahead. Tell no, them what That's all I got to say yeah. is that I'm just, and we've said this so many times on this damn podcast, we're either talking about death, we're talking about food, we're singing two bars of some damn song that came out in 1962. 
or we are talking about how profoundly stupid people are. So that's kind of the themes. I guess those are our those themes. Those are our themes. Cooking, I'm sorry to say. Cooking, death, music. Cooking, death, and, and stupid people. <laughs> is really true. Well, which thing adds to our life and which I don't thing detracts? And I got hold of some today. A, a, a old friend of mine, I don't know that he's a current friend because he's just problematical on every possible level. Uh -oh. But I was I went to his page today just to kind of check in on him because I hadn't talked to him in a while. And it was just full of all this propaganda mm. about this thing and this thing. And then there was one article about how awful Asheville has become. <laughs> and it made me realize that not only am I the native who is pretty much a, on the very far left of left, and this other person who is a native who is on the very far end, right end of right. But both of us, it was kind of, it was many of the same, same complaints about some of the same people, actually. Wow. But the, the way he expressed it was much more kind of fear-mongery. Like, oh no, what has Asheville become? Oh, woe is me. Where when we talk about it, we're like... Damn it! <laughs> so we're we're angry about it, but he and the people that were commenting on this thread, they just were. It was like the lamentation of Job. <laughs> oh, but Asheville used to be such a fine town. Well, Asheville ain't never been a fine town. No, it's been a tourist town forever, forever. as far as I know. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's just that you know, it's more. It's more, 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 more. <laughs> but yeah, but oh God, the lamentation was, uh, well, it was exhausting. All their fears had come true. Yes, <laughs> oh, and the heathens. Oh, your dreams yeah. still come true. I was, I was pleased that no one mentioned, you know, the non-Christians in that land. Uh, yeah, that would have been depressing. After a while, I get just I know, tired of it. I know. It's, yeah. <laughs> Asheville. Asheville. Oh, Asheville. And of course, ooh, is that a hawk or a... It's like a jay. No, there's something floating oh, out there. Oh, it's a big one. Out yeah. there on the thermals. I can't tell if it's a... It might be a... Vultures are out this time of year. I've been, <laughs> I've been seeing the buzzards everywhere I go. And there was one... It looked like a big old black garbage bag. I, I was oh somewhere God. in Tennessee. I, I couldn't tell you where. And it looked like a big garbage bag kind of flying across the road. But it wasn't. It was the biggest damn buzzard, turkey buzzard, I think I've ever seen. And there was some, I don't know, some freshly dead thing in the middle of the road. And that buzzard looked at me like, would you just speed up and get the hell out of my way? Because I'm having some damage. <laughs> having me a little bite to eat. That's a, that was a big bird. Yeah, I, I don't know what that was. It looked like a pterodactyl going across here. <laughs> Yes. Well, I couldn't tell from the wings if it was a hawk, a hawk or a buzzard, but it was one or the other. Might have been an eagle, but I don't know. I never want to say things are eagles because that seems, you know, we see those so rarely here. I think we have golden eagles here. Mm -hmm. I don't think we have bald eagles. It's unusual eagles to see a bald eagle. Yeah. I have seen one, but I think, but I've lived here pretty much 66 years and I've seen one once.
Mm-hmm. So I have to believe it was blown blown off its bathroom somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it was here going, well, where am I? Help. We used to go to the spillways at the beach there where it would go from Oak Island to the mainland. And there's like, you know, the, the waterway in between. And there were several bald eagles that just hung out up there. I guess they were fishing. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that makes sense. They were that's been my one of my latest YouTube obsessions. Is I've been watching ocean reels. Oh, <laughs> for people, rogue waves is one yeah. thing, and I love to watch surfers in these competitions. Oh, when I was a kid, I would watch them, and I'd be fascinated because they'll be on a four-story high, you know, wave. It's like, how do you keep from hurting yourself on well, and And to get up on that one. Yeah. To watch them getting up on it, that's pretty yeah. fun, too. I, I love to watch surfers. Now, I don't want to surf. And, oh, have you heard the folks in Florida are facing crocodiles and snakes in the flooded water now? Well. And getting that, in their homes and that stuff. That doesn't surprise me. Nope. Sorry, doesn't. my friends in Florida, but that is not a surprise. Nope. I don't think it's a surprise for them either, but it didn't occur to me that it was going to happen until... It got mentioned, and then it was like, oh, my God, holy crap. Yep. I am booked to do two events in Florida next year. Oh, my. And that is, it's always uh, it's always interesting. Is it? I, time I, of year? I love folks down there. One of them's in the spring, one's in the fall. Okay. Well, that's good, because that means summer, basically. Yes, yeah, spring <laughs> is summer. Though, when I was down there this year, I remember when it was, March, April, some, somewhere in there. It was cold as whiz. It was just really yes. It was freezing cold. Mm. I had to, you know, bundle up. Though my daughter and I went to the Walmart, which you know I never go to, but you know I was yeah. at her place, and you don't have much option. So we went to the Walmart, and uh, I bought myself a pair of black sweatpants. Oh, good for you! So my little old legs will be little old, little old. Toasty. My little old legs will be warm this winter. Did you hear that? Oh, it was a big wall falling on one of our cars, <laughs> dent in the roof. So I was at, I was over at a friend's place the other day, and they live in one of these retirement parks uh-huh. where they have, you know, probably 30 or 40 neighbors. And for some reason, a giant walnut tree had been allowed to stay there. And, of course, trailers have metal roofs. <laughs> And there's this one lady there that is well known to be kind of like Gladys Kravitz, <laughs> except except she's a little bit she's a little loony. And well, she's Gladys really, Kravitz was a little loony too. And she's real nosy, and she's just you know, and she's got a loud voice, and she lives right under that walnut tree. <laughs> and the first time I heard it, I thought it was a gunshot for sure. And I could hear her holler inside there because it was two hits. So I don't know if it was two walnuts uh, or what. But or it if it just, bounced. Bam, bam, you know. And then I hear this, ah! And then I hear a loud holler, but it was a bad word that would get crowed out. So, and I was, it was funny. Well, how long has she lived there? Surely she's used like to it Like 20 years now. or something. Golly. I guess, but she still screamed. Loud enough to be heard outside. Well, we went to the grocery store this morning, and we've got, you know, water collection barrels, because we do that. Yeah. And there was one, this one big, kind of a heavy, brownish-black 
garbage can. And Jeff said, hey, open that one up. And I opened it up, and it is full to the brim with black walnuts. Full to the brim. Oh, wow. So if wow. you And we've got the skinniest, meanest little black walnut tree. And all of them came off that one tree. So it is Man. a hell of a mast here. Yeah. Yeah. That was one tree? One tree. Hmm. And he has been, you know, he gets obsessive about stuff. Now, y'all, you, you don't know, of course, how obsessive husbands can be. <laughs> but he's obsessed with, he goes out every day and he with his little bucket and his tongs, his pickup tongs. And he picks up those black walnuts every day. What does There's he a do few with more. them? He's going to crack them and I'm going to have black walnuts to make black walnut cake. Oh. And black walnut, uh, I make a... A special oil with black walnut that you can dress mm -hmm. a candle with. It's a road opening oil. Mm. Um, that works real good, actually. So what what can you do with the hulls? Anything? I don't know. I'm not not that I know. Yeah. I know. Well, you can use them for dye. Oh yes, yeah, you can. yeah, yeah. Huh. We have some good walnuts around here. I wish I could eat them. About it. Uh, you got an allergy? Yeah, that's one of the only allergies that hung on for me. Huh? Was walnuts. If I eat walnuts, my tongue splits. Well, yeah. and you know, if you got to have an allergy, that's a good one to have. Yeah. God knows you don't need to. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be eating walnuts. No, I eat pecans. That's even worse. I love them though. I remember we used to crack them with our hands, me and my dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, I couldn't do that with a black walnut. No. I could no. do that with, yeah, my dad used to do that too with the big Eng the English walnuts. Mm -hmm. Put two of them together and crack them. Well, they would crack, we would crack walnuts with hammers. Oh, yeah. Pecans with pecans, excuse me, pecans. Man, that's what I wish I had as a pecan tree. Yeah. Do they grow in this area? I don't know. I, I think about them in Texas. That's where I, I saw a lot of them in Texas. Um, and also, a persimmons. A friend of mine's got a bunch of persimmon trees. That'd be cool. Uh -huh. I've got a friend who's asked me to help with their, with doing some planting this, this year coming up. And they have full sun. Uh -huh. And I have never in my life had an area with full sun that I could just plant things. You know what? So I'm looking forward to trying that. I don't know. How, what do you do? With full sun? I'm, I don't know. I'll plant pretty things and things to eat. and Probably some, I was thinking about some peppers and just, I don't know. Maybe some things that climb. Ooh. Like beans. I could do that. I don't know. We'll I thought the last of my uh, greasy cut shorts. Oh, it is so tempting to pull those beans and cook them. But that's my seed seed beans for next year uh -huh. so i will walk past them and look at them and oh my goodness <laughs> lip smacking delicious but nope i'm not eating them they're gonna be my seeds well this has been a good year for vegetables it has been pretty darn good i don't know about the winter though like you said i'm seeing signs that we might have a wicked winter i think it I, i'm i'm feeling that too i was talking about that today and saying i'm just gonna I'm going to keep a record of what the winter does this year. And real a written record. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to start keeping a journal again. I was just getting ready to say that sounds like the beginning of a journal. I haven't done that. I mean, I kept the plague diary, I called it, where I would keep, um, I'd write down how many, how many people had died that day in the country. 
and how many had died in North Carolina and how many in Buncombe County were sick and how many had died. It was, it's pretty depressing there. I'm going to tell you that. Did you draw a plague doctor on the I, front? I should have done that or just worn my plague doctor mask. <laughs> man, oh uh, man. Well, plague doctors, they, they had that long nose because they stuffed it full of things that smelled good, I guess. Well, and things that were supposed to keep the plague away. That's a yellow belly. I don't know what. It's a woodpecker for sure. There goes a big old jay. Yeah. I swear, I don't see jays all year long until the fall. And then they're everywhere. You don't see them in the spring? I don't see them until it gets to be September. And then it's like there's blue jays everywhere. Yeah, the jays are, they're big around here. And me? Oh, well, they are sassy. That is the truth. So you want the crow report for this week? How's the crow? How's that crow adventure going? That crow adventure is going great. They are branching out in what they eat. So now instead of just eating strips of bologna, they're getting other things. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> so, but and there's there's one crow will come. And it'll get about 15 feet away in a wire right up there from the porch, from where we are. And they, they'll they let us know. They'll, they'll come and be really loud by the window when they want food, which is more often than not. And they come, they'll come about four times a day. Golly. So they're not. It's I'm working. Not, yeah. It, it, I guess so, yeah. they And they'll. That one lookout pro is the one that tells everybody else, oh, it's good. They're out here with baloney. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Come on. And I don't blame them, but what's interesting to me, because crows, you know, animals are not selfish. No, they're not. I mean, in no, spite of the joke about squirrels and stuff, squirrels, they're not selfish. And so these crows, I kind of expected that there would be 50 or 60 of them at some point. Because they're out telling their buddies. Mm -hmm. These crows have not told their buddies. We still, there's still the family of three or the group of three and the group of five. And so, <laughs> not telling their buddies. And, and they're getting big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's very interesting to me. I just love to watch them. I don't think I could be one of those bird watchers who travels all over because I've, ne I've never seen this and that kind of bird and I'm going to go to this place to see this rare bird. I don't think I'd ever be that kind of a, a bird watcher, but just sitting, like sitting like we are now on the porch and observing them. I really enjoy that and I find it very relaxing, comforting. It is. It is. I posted a ghost bird in the Earth Critters group. Uh, it's from Australia and it looks, it's got a crazy look. It, it does. It looks like a giant gray baby chick, chicken. Wow. Yeah, it's got a big wow. wide beak. and It's just a crazy looking bird and has a strange sound. It's kind of like a, a woman's cry. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Those are ghost birds out of Australia. Huh. Yeah. We're lucky here. We've got so much, you know, diversity in the animal life here, which I would expect. This region is old. 
Yes. And we've got, it shows it here too. Yep, absolutely. We're, we're starting to get planted up with non-native trees and plants, though, have you noticed? Yeah, and I don't, and I don't hold with that. I don't either. As you might imagine. No, I don't either. Not at all. Well, this grass that is taken over the backyard here, that's a non-native, and it is invasive as hell, and nothing will eat it. Ugh. Deer won't eat it. I mean goats. I bet goats and sheep would eat it. Probably. Sure. And if I was here on Weird Mountain all the time, you know what I would have? A, a goat. goat. Absolutely. Yeah. A little bitty goat. Because yeah. then it would have plenty of food, and you would have plenty of cheese. <laughs> and I know, milk. and I would love it, too. Yep. Because I love goats. I just think they're they're weird and they're cool. I don't know. I like them. I do. They have personalities, for sure. They do. But well, I reckon all animals have personalities. I've, yeah. I've never known an animal that didn't. Yeah. We we always had, my family always had goats. Someone in the family. Did they really? I think, I think some of them still do, actually. And because they can be on the hillside and keep it clipped up by eating uh -huh. you know, and looking nice and all of that, goats can. Whereas you can't really get a weed whacker and go up on the cliffside or something. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could if you cared that much, but, but they just always had goats and they were always fine. I think uh, right before COVID, if I'm not mistaken, one of my, my cousins had a bear or wolves or something that attacked his goats. Oh, no. Yeah, and it was pretty gruesome, I guess. And that was hard for them to get over. But, but, there we go. Here, Mr. J. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> there is no way not to hear him. Griping. <laughs> I haven't seen Freddie Mercury today, have you? No. Uh, I look to see, you know, because sometimes I, I miss him. You know, and I just walk right past and I go in the house and I water the inside out plants and come out and water these and I go, oh, hey, Fred. I but no, he's not. He's not been here. I bet in about five or ten minutes we will. You think it? You think his daddy's going to let him out of the house? Uh, yeah, I think so. I do. That's so weird because that also used to be the time when the uh, puppy would uh, get Well, yeah. it, you know. It was, Things die, and that takes us right back to Loretta Lynn. And the whole, is it, you know, I, it breaks my heart that she's dead. It gladdens my heart that her body of work will outlive her. Yeah. And that she died surrounded by her family at a ripe old age. Yeah. That's, yeah, I agree with you. But it's going to be weird to know she's not back there somewhere. Yeah. You know, just, I don't know. I, I never really realized that she was such a rebel. <laughs> because Well that's cause that's why she didn't do Jolene. Yeah. She said, You ain't woman enough to take my man. Well she to me because she was an older generation of, of musician, she was a musician my grandma would like, right? So yeah, she was yeah. always there. I would always hear her on the radio and didn't appreciate anything about her except for her voice and her lyrics. But but she she was a rebel for her time. Yeah. Yeah. And I just didn't I just didn't know it. I thought anybody who would 
sing country music couldn't possibly be a rebel. They had to be like my parents. And, you know, my parents were the most boring people in the world. They couldn't possibly have ever been rebellious. No, of course not. Because <laughs> they were never young. You see, when I was a kid, I could not have imagined my parents being young in any way. So my mom was 20 when she had me. And 20 to me now is young. <laughs> oh, it, young. it's it's a baby. Yeah. yeah, there were things that I just, I didn't quite do the math on it. But my parents married in June of 1941. And Pearl Harbor was bombed whenever the heck that was bombed. Mm -hmm. And my dad went into the Army. So they had just barely been married. Not long at all. It's, um, and, you know, they, he was young. They were young. You know, it's just, we just forget, I guess, because when I was 19, I I was a grown-up. I thought I was a grown-up. Yeah, I did, too. And when my daughter was 19, I thought she was a grown-up, and she's 31, and she's definitely a grown-up. <laughs> but we all, you know, we just, if we're lucky, we just keep changing. Yeah. And getting, I hope, better, but not always. Not always. That's true. Well, I would see pictures of my grandpa as a sailor in the Navy, you yeah. know, with his tattoo and, and his motorcycle, and he wears Navy hat all cocked to the side, and he just had a, what do they call it, a devil may care oh. kind of, oh yes. He He's was, looking sassy, was he? He was, and I think he was probably a ladies' man, because he was real oh. handsome. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing, I don't know, I've never heard any stories there, but. That that meant nothing to me when I would look at the picture. I'd see the resemblance, but I could not equate that with my grandfather. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Same way with all of those pictures. And now I go back and look, and I'm like, oh, look how young she was. Oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah. We, there's a Facebook group that I belong to, the Massey Branch Gang. And the, that's... <laughs> that's all of us, you know, the family oh, in the yeah. area, and they're constantly, if they find some old pictures, they put those pictures up there, and I have seen some of the coolest pictures from way back when. Some of them uh, just make me homesick, just homesick. Yeah. So I, saw, yeah. I saw one last week that had some guys, and she, she was really posting the picture of the two men, mm -hmm. but the two men were sitting in this little, what we would call a convenience store yeah but they didn't call them that back then and everybody went there and it was uh, wood floors you can get gasoline there or you could go back and get stuff in the store like you know fresh eggs and stuff like that and i remember the way it smelled and sounded when you would walk in because yeah. the floors would crack. Yeah. and so they were sitting there and i had forgotten all about that place and i was just like Oh, I'll never be back in there again. It doesn't exist. Mm. That's, that's just weird. Well, and I remember the penny candy store that we used to go mm -hmm. down to all the time. And the building is still there and it's not in use. And I have a fantasy sometimes mm. about buying that building. And I just remember the way the floors creaked. Yep. Remember the way it smelled. You opened the door and the penny candy was all, there's a big glass case right to the left of the door and there it all was laid out and then beyond that I didn't know a whole lot that was in there because I just came from the penny candy <laughs> and the cigarettes were behind the counter so I, you're able to get my cigarettes from my mom 
And I do remember there was a big Coates and Clark thread display. Oh, a big cardboard one that would stand up? No, it was like, it was like metal. It was like oh. a um, wire metal shelf. Hmm. And, yeah, I remember that. And I remember that if you turned to the right after you opened the door were the coolers. And that's where you got yourself a Coca-Cola. A Coca-Cola, yeah. Yep. In a glass bottle. Well, we, we worked out the math. Because I've always been good at math, even though I didn't think I was. I've always been good at math. So if you got the off-brand Coca-Cola, uh, that would cost you 15 cents, but a Coke would cost you 25 cents. So was the off-brand like RC? No, the off-brand was Shasta. Shasta, so whatever was the Shasta of the period. <laughs> and so you could buy more peanut candy. So you could have a drink, but could get more penny candy if you just got the, you know, the drink that wasn't as good as a Coca-Cola in a glass bottle. I remember getting my friend her birthday. I got her 100 pieces of bubble gum for a dollar and, and a little writing pad. <laughs> I love and I remember that. counting out one, two, and I filled up a lunch bag full of this bubble gum. And that's what she, that's what you got for her birthday. <laughs> but that with bubblegum was a penny. I have no idea what it is now. I don't know if they even make that kind of bubblegum. It was bubblicious and it was wrapped in paper. I think. And sure. what was the one that had the little had a little cartoon inside? That that wasn't was it double bubble? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, don't I know remember that, they make that. that stuff anymore. <laughs> One dollar, come old, yeah, for a hundred pieces of bubble because <laughs> I had like two dollars I could spend on her. Uh, and there was, I mean, it literally was penny candy. Mm -hmm. And there were some things like if you would get, there were little round chocolate flavored but candy coated things, sixlets, like sixlets. Oh, sixlets, yes, and so. Really, if you got that for a penny, you got six candies <laughs> for a penny. I mean, we we worked it out, you know. Worked what is the maximum sugar we can eat before we get on the ponies and go home? <laughs> and the trifecta for me would have been the bubble gum, the Coca-Cola, and a Mad Magazine. Oh, uh, no, <laughs> we never bought magazines. They were too expensive for us. We, we, just, we just had to fill our guts with something nasty. Mm. That we wouldn't get at home. I don't remember if I would buy them or if somebody would bring them home. And I would just, you know, confiscate them and read them. But I remember that. I loved having an afternoon to do that. Then when I got older, that turned into a book, an apple, and a cup of coffee. Yeah. Last night, um, oh, I got on Tuesday, because, you know, I'm at the shop most of the day and working if I'm lucky, I'm working really hard all day. I've been getting pizza from um, 828 Pizza, which is our favorite New York-style pizza. And I brought that home. And But I don't want to eat a lot of pizza because it, I don't know, it just doesn't, it tastes good, but it doesn't agree with me 100%. So about an hour after I had my big old piece of pizza, I thought, I'd like to have an apple and some peanut butter. <laughs> it made me think of you, and I, I peeled <laughs> Peeled me a Wolf River apple and sliced it up and 
put a big old blob of peanut butter on the plate and just sat there. Well, that's some mm. good stuff. Good eating. That is the best. Yep, I love it. I've got my little apple peeler, my little apple thing that yep. does that and yep. pours it for you. And I just, yeah, that's good. That's the good stuff. I tell you, though, I was at a retreat, a women's retreat I was teaching at this past weekend. All women. And the retreat place had a big old industrial kitchen on one end and like a great hall at the other with a big fireplace. And then on the side of all of that were two big dorm rooms full of bunk beds. Oh. And I tell you, those women, us women, had the greatest time. <laughs> Because we were, whoever was doing the, we had one kitchen witch, Lori, love you, Lori. We had one kitchen witch who was kind of in charge of what everything was going on. And then people would just come in and help her. You'd have a shift of coming to help in the kitchen. That's cool. But because the kitchen was at the end of the, the was attached to this big hall, that's where the classes happened. So you could be there mm. chopping things up and still participate in the class. It that's was so neat. good. God, we ate so well. What'd you have? Oh, we had three different kinds of soup. That's a big thing I remember. Mm. Uh, one was like a potato cheese cream soup. Then one was a minestrone soup that was a vegetarian soup. And a vegan, it was a vegan soup. And then we had one that was like a southeast corn chowder, kind of black beans, corn, tomatoes, sort of. Oh, my gosh. And she made enough to feed them army so we had the soup then the next day for lunch everybody was like okay well last night i had this soup today i'm having this soup. and i brought home a big old thing of it nice. uh, and we had it when i got home sunday night it was delicious and there was great bread and people had made brownies and muffins and wow it was always there was lots of salad and always tea and coffee all day long and it was just it was good that sounds good. Sounds we, like a, we ate good. Like a vacation almost. It was. I mean, it really was a retreat in, in the very best sense of the word. Mm. It was, people were laid back. We weren't trying to answer to any kind of high type schedule. That's good. So if it looked like something was going to run over, we did this sweet thing where we made little puppets of ourselves for what we wanted for the coming year. And we wrote little pieces of paper about, I want this, this, this. And we stuffed it. First, we, she gave us cutouts of the doll. So we sewed that together. And then we wrote on our little piece of paper. And then inside, we put a lot of different herbs. And she had tons of herbs. And she'd say, okay, this one is for this. This one is for this. So we'd stuff the little. And then we'd sew up the bottom. And then we'd decorate it. <laughs> it was so good. And it ran into a class that think it was going to be a breathwork class something like that and it just ran through and we just said well we'll get breathwork later and there'd be a time where we were all sitting around and and whoever was doing breathwork would go y'all want to do 15 minutes of breathwork oh yeah that'd be good <laughs> i mean it was just i cannot say enough about it it was just wonderful i i don't know if i've ever been to anything like that so laid back and just that's that's the one I would go to. It was just what I needed. It was relaxing. And there is, I'm thinking this right now, and I probably wouldn't have thought this last Thursday. There's nothing as sweet as waking up in the morning to sound of women chatting and laughing together. <laughs> and they were. They were making coffee and drinking coffee, and they were laughing. And plus, it was a group of women that all pretty much knew each other. 
So that made it comfortable too. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't, I've never done an event where I knew every one of the participants. Mm. So it was just, it was easy and beautiful. Oh, we cried, we laughed, we cussed, we did all that stuff. It was wonderful. And then you got back here and you took one look at your schedule and all that um, relaxation. My <laughs> schedule is pretty tight right now, I have to say. But it's all right. It's all good stuff. Yeah. I just have to, I just have to stay on it. Yeah. And approach everything with a sense of curiosity and joy. Because September was so beautiful. La Dolce Vita. <laughs> and October, I'm, a, I'm sticking with my Dolce Vita. I'm making it sweet like today. Sitting on the porch with you. We're rocking a little bit. We're looking at the birds. I'm looking at the way the sun is coming through the leaves of the oak tree. And you can just barely see those leaves starting to change just the a little bit. The weather's perfect. It's perfect. And there ain't no sirens blaring down the road. Yeah. That's good. I'm going to go home. It's that time in the podcast, my friends. I'm going to go home today and I'm going to roast me some Brussels sprouts. Oh, Brussels. Yes, ma'am. There may be some Brussels sprouts in my evening, too. Maybe. Yeah. I went to, uh, to my good friend Aldi today. And they always have good Brussels sprouts. And I just... Before anybody asks Ilsa and Sonia, <laughs> the recipe for the Brussels sprouts is I clean them and cut their little tough little stemmy bottoms off. Then I cut them in half. Then I put them in a big bowl and I slather them with olive oil and then whatever spices I want. A little garlic powder. I don't use garlic salt, but a little garlic powder, some uh, thyme, uh nutmeg sometimes I'll put on them, all that, and then I slide them onto a baking sheet, and I bake them at 325 until they're tender. The end. The end. Simple and good. I know, it's hilarious to me when people say, now what is your recipe for that? Oh, Lord, I don't know. I throw it in a bowl. I, I put some stuff on it. I put it in a pan with, I don't know, some oil, fried up. I, I brush I brush it with some oil, just a little brush of oil, not much. And I lay it out on a baking pan. I might put maybe, maybe some tarragon. Mmm, I do love that. Yeah. Uh, but usually I'll just put a little bit of black pepper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. That's about it. I love all that stuff. Yeah. Now you now you got me. So you're Brussels sprouts, cat dog. Is going to potentially have some Brussels sprouts today if we do. They make him fart. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't get around. I'm not that close to him. <laughs> but that's his favorite. That's his very favorite. Our raw Brussels sprouts. Oh, he just well, goes crazy yeah. for him. And I, I was, I came home yesterday evening and I had in my bag, I had a little bag of Brussels sprouts for him mm. and a couple other things. And then I had my pocketbook and my iPad. It was all in a big bag, and I couldn't understand why he was so interested in my iPad, just sniffing around it. And then I realized this morning, oh, he smelled the Brussels sprouts. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. He didn't care about the technology. No, <laughs> me that we don't care about technology. We only care about Brussels sprouts. Uh, he he got on my bad side this morning. Oh, <laughs> oh man. no, he ran dog. He was needy and he wanted attention, and so you know I try my best to give him attention and. 
and not not be irritated in my voice or anything at him because it's not his fault. He won't, he just wants some attention, right? Well, he's also gotten into a bitey phase, and you don't. I don't put up with that. It's I'm sorry, but no, uh -uh. I, I'm opposable thumb, and he doesn't get to bite me, and that's all there is to it. So this morning I picked him up because he's wanting the attention. And he's, he loved it for about 10 seconds, and then he thought he was going to bite me. You know, so he went to go bite me, and when he did, I just took him and, and put him went to go put him down. And he took his paw on the way down, and I'm not kidding, and he grabbed my pill box and Ow. slung it in the floor. Damn it! And pills went everywhere, all my vitamins, everything, a week's worth, and... And of course, you know, you got to get them up because what if the little critter ate one? Thought it was a toy or something. But so I spent about 20 minutes or so trying to clean that up. And the whole time he was just going, wow, wow, wow. And it's like, why are you on the floor? And I'm like, well, he was needy. And I keep, I go back and forth between if I could just trust him not to run away if I lost him, you know, yeah. if I let go of yeah. him or something. I would put him on a leash or something and carry him with me through the day so that he could, you know, have some other stimulation. But he he's he's a force to himself. <laughs> and a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, he's ruined. He's so spoiled. He's ruined? Yeah, I didn't do it. I can promise you that. No, who did that? Was well, that his think? daddy? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> That's That would be who. So... I've never seen a cat with so many toys and such, you know, just indulged him. Oh, my God. Anyway, it could be worse. It could be worse. It could, it could, but oh, my Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to feed him Brussels sprouts tonight and see if that gets him in a better mood and, and yeah. all. And I'm proud that I didn't let him hear anything in my voice. I just... Just put him and down, you, you know. You're proud you didn't pick him up by the throat and strangle him? Man, sometimes. That was a good thing not to do. I'm glad you did. Well, I, I think I have to admit I've got misophonia. Misophonia. Because there are sounds that just... It's, it's like beyond nails on a chalkboard, which yeah. actually doesn't bother me. But there are sounds that just... I can't, I can't listen to them anymore. I, I'm, it just... Ah! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was complaining about that to somebody, and they oh. said, oh, that's the thing. It's called misophonia. Misophonia. Oh. So I've, I've been reading up a little bit about that. What kind of sounds? Any, it, it doesn't matter. Um, well, I don't know. That's not fair to say. Loud, screechy um, kind of weird sounds. Like if you and I are uh, having a meal together, and you're chewing my trigger. Listening to you chew. And it's not like crunching ice because I know that bothers some people that doesn't bother me it's just something about the chewing that uh -huh. bothers me and I don't and that's all new stuff and my hearing has gotten it's sharper than it used to be I, so I'm I hear all kinds of things that gosh I wish I didn't hear <laughs> um so yeah I'm just figuring out how I'm gonna deal with it but good news is I went to the eye doctor last week and she looked, she dilated my eyes till my pupils were as big as a hubcap. And um, she looked in them, you know, with her little squeegee thing she looks in. She said, yeah, you're looking good and healthy. So I don't have any signs of macular. And I have a 
folks just something uh, that is not going to affect me for a long, long time. And she can see the beginnings of cataracts. So, that's, still, that's not bad. I'm not complaining about any yeah. of that. Especially for somebody who reads as much as you do. Well, and she said, um, have you had had any trouble with your glasses? And I said, well, no, I think my, my vision hasn't changed much, except sometimes I take my glasses off when I'm reading, or I lean in to read something on the TV, and she said, I think probably you are going to need to get some new glasses. <laughs> but actually, my prescription had not changed much. I probably will get new glasses because I, I pretty much do every year. Hmm. I used to wear glasses. I had a prescription for them, but macular has caused that to become yeah. a null void. It's okay. I can still use readers, and I'm, yeah, I'm okay. That's I good. Am, yep, doing all right there. Yeah, I, I always, I mean, I have my eyes checked every year because I've had, because I problems run in my family, especially on my father's side. He, he detached both retinas at different times, and he had cataracts and glaucoma, and, and his mother had cataracts and glaucoma, too, so I like to keep track of that. Yeah. Just so, just so. Very good, very good. So if there's good. something that needs to be done, it can get done. It's like magic how far we've come in medicine through the years. Yeah. If I and was, yeah. It, like magic, it's how far we've come in magic in the last 30 years. Mm. I mean, my, mean? my magical practice is so much simpler now than it was 30 years ago. Certainly much simpler than it was 40 years ago when I was, you know, still fit, writing out scripted spells and all that stuff. I haven't done that in a long, long time. I didn't put a name to what I did for many, many years. And then when I, when I did... It was, I had already been through that place where you get fascinated by the trappings of it. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's a that's a place where a lot of people start out because they might be fascinated by the look. You know, that maybe they want to feel like they have a goth personality or, mm -hmm. or a witchy personality or something like that. And maybe they do. I don't know what that means, really. But they'll get fascinated with I've this thing and that thing. And some people will get hung up on the procedural part of it. Yes. And, yes. And I get that too. But mine was just never that formalized where there was a big, long, long list of steps or anything like that. And I, I think that's very smart and very wise to, to keep it as simple as possible. Because then you don't have to focus on the things. You focus on the work. Well, I mean, that's what I like, yeah. uh, and I like to, I feel like I can do more work if I'm selective about work, for one thing, but I can mm. do more work if it's not, if it's not so performative. Yeah. Yeah. I and sometimes that. it's just like prayers, and that's okay, too. I think, you know, people who were raised in Christian churches... And now they are more earth religions people. Um, sometimes the word prayer is hard for them to think about. But I had a weird kind of in my head experience on my way out to where that retreat was in Tennessee. Oh. Um, and it was listening to a country song, you know. And um, 
And fellas driving down the road with his child, and he's told his child he can't play with his toy till he eats his chicken nuggets, you know, one and something. <laughs> and then somebody almost T-bones him, and he has to slam on the brakes, and orange drink goes all over his young one, and then his young one says a word that he should not have say, and the daddy says, where did you learn that? And he said, well, from you, daddy, because I, I want to be just like you. I want to do everything you do, and I love you, and you know, it's that kind of country thing. <laughs> and then later on, he's uh, he's putting his, little, putting his boy to bed, putting my boy to bed, and his boy kneeled down by the side of the bed and thanked God for, you know, mom and dad and grandma and chocolate chip cookies, whatever. And his daddy said, son, where did you learn to do that? I learned it from you, daddy, because I want to be just like you. And so the moral of the story was, you should watch what you do around your youngins because they're watching you every minute and they are going to do what you do. So if you are being a jackass, your kids are going to be a jackass. And that, that does, that is true sometimes. Not always, but it is true. But anyway, long, very long, elaborate story short which they never are, are they? Um, it made me think about old days when I was a kid, and I was not raised Christian, but was around Christians. My family basically was Methodist, where you would kneel down by the side of the bed and pray every night. And I thought, well, what if I did that now? I mean, not praying the same way I did, but what if every night I got down on my knees by the side of my bed, and I just expressed my gratitude or... I asked for sweet sleep, and maybe I would go right to Bridget because it's really easy to pray to Bridget. Hmm. And how would that be? And then my second thought, of course, was, and could I get up off my damn knees <laughs> once I had finished that? And, and then my third thought was, well, that might be actually good exercise, even if I didn't do a whole lot of praying. <laughs> get down on my knees, count to 10, and get up off my knees. Might be, <laughs> might be good for me. So, y'all, you Really, when I'm traveling by myself, it's like a whole car full of crazy. But I'm all, all by myself, so, so nobody sees it yeah. or hears it. <laughs> what were you listening to music-wise this last time? Oh, just all country music. So all I heard country. that song about, you know, the orange drink spilling all over and the baby saying, Who sang it? I remember some man. He wasn't somebody I knew. He's probably one of them new youngins. One of them youngins. It wasn't Garth, I don't think. I wouldn't. Alan Jackson. I wouldn't Alan Jackson. I might recognize Garth Brooks's voice. I don't know about Alan Jackson. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I've been listening to WNCW here around town because I don't usually. Spindale. But man, I've been hearing some great old old time music on that. Oh, oh golly. yeah. That's really the place to get stuff. it. WNCW dot org. If I'm not mistaken. WNCW. Yeah, I think it, it's out of isothermal. I think it's attached to isothermal. Yep, out of Spindale. Says it, it, what a great radio station that is. And I, I think it's still so good because they have, you know, the funds coming in to do it. But yeah, absolutely. It's, and, it's, and it's quirky. Mm -hmm. You know, our local PBS, uh, public radio affiliate in Asheville, is... It used to be WUNF, and now it's, and then it was WCQS, and now it is Blue Ridge Public Radio, which encompasses all of the, you know, the translators and the towers and the media and whatever mm -hmm. all the stuff it is. And 
you know, it's good, and I love it, and I support them with my actual money. But it's so predictable. It's like, all right, now you finish with morning edition, and now you get many hours of pretty classical country, I mean, classical classic music, nothing unusual. Oh, look, it's the Moldau again. And, you know, <laughs> I, I love that stuff. I was raised on classical music. Uh, today was um, Gaudiamus Igator. Hmm. And Joe came in and turned it up really loud. It's like, oh, graduation again. And now it's when the people with the PhDs come onto the stage. And now it's when the staff comes on. And yeah, it was just. And then, you know, then some talking heads. And sometimes in the evening there's some interesting stuff. But um, Spindale's just quirky. You know, I never know what I'm going to run into there. And it's always kind of delightful. Yeah, they, they have great programs. I, yeah, I really I like so that too. station. I miss, I can't believe I'm saying this, WWNC, when you said that. Oh, I, I listened to that. Uh, but it's, it's but back when it, it was country. Yeah, what is it now? Is it not country now? It, I know, it has been country it's for It's talk years. radio now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But 99.9 .9 is almost always a reliable country music station. Is it? Across, across the South. So if I'm looking for country music and... You know, I'm going through the mountains of West Virginia. I'm on 77. Here I am on 77. And uh, and the preaching commences, you know, down among the, I don't know, 80s, somewhere the preaching starts commencing. And I just, I can't listen to that. So <laughs> I go up to 99 and somewhere in there I'm going to find me some country music. It's I, I love listening to radio. I need to do more of it. I do. I've gotten to where I just I just pick what I want to listen now. Yeah. And I do it uh, half the time. I just do it. I tell my phone to tell my car what to play. <laughs> so, you know. So, I'm saying that because really I, what I do is I tell one of my AI devices. <laughs> built into the phone. Which your phone has got it too. I know. I know. Yeah, so I don't have to no love it or use it, it now. Yeah. But I, I do. I will. I'll, I've got mine set to do this thing called a, a flash briefing because I know that when I drive from this place to this place where I go pretty often, I have exactly enough time for that flash briefing. Oh, uh, yeah. And all I do is say, play my flash briefing, and it will give me the weather, huh. the local news. It re it'll read the local news, the first uh, two or three lines from the headline from the Citizen Times. And then it will read the Times News, and then I'll get the headlines, rec uh, recorded headlines from WLOS. Yeah. Uh, and then it'll scoot over to some uh, late night. I hear the opening monologue for Kimmel and Cobert, and then I'll let it, it takes me to some news. And then I go on to podcasts. Wow. Yeah. Well, what, what I like about radio for me is that. I may think I really want to hear this kind of music or or whatever, but radio always surprises me. Yeah, and and I I treat radio like like an uh, an omen reader. Hmm. So a song will come on the radio and I'll go, yes, I have the tiger. That means today is going to be a strong day when I'm going to be forceful. I'm going to get myself going and. And then sometimes it's, you know, something else that, that speaks to me and really, it feels like a real personal way. And I like that because it's a surprise. It's not me just it's putting a CD, because I still have a CD player in my car. My car's that old. 
and a bunch of CDs. And sometimes I'm just listening to all the Mama Gina I want to listen to. And I sing along with the Empress Down Rattlesnake Road and all that stuff. And sometimes I just want to turn on Spindale, WNCW, and, and see what I'm going to hear. Yeah. That I'll go, oh my gosh, I've not heard that song since I was 12 years old. Beautiful. That is, that's pretty interesting. I I never thought about scrying digitally. Digital, <laughs> digital scrying, that's right. It's digital witchery. Well, that's your thing, man, <laughs> digital witchery. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm going to get going and get supper ready here. I know, we both we, got some Brussels sprouts to yeah, tend yeah. to. Do we have any weirdling business that we need to clear up? Or Weirdlings, how the hell are you, girls and boys? That's right, roll call. Roll call for weirdlings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but we, isn't it about time we went to talk to the weirdlings mm -hmm. again? Yeah. So we need to work that out. Oh, my schedule's real clear, so <laughs> let's just figure out a time we can do that. Well, yeah, <laughs> figure out a time, find me, and we will. <laughs> Any excuse. And we oh got workings. I know we've both got some workings to attend to. And yes, and Dark Moon is coming up, I think, next week. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just... We you know need. it is a it is a tight time time-wise yeah. uh, and that's okay that's all right and I'm laying by for winter we came from the grocery store today and and I hear rustling in the pantry I mean like heavy-duty rustling in the pantry and I said what are you doing and Joe said too many cans I got too many cans I don't know what to do with these cans so we have on the floor of our pantry ie laundry room We've got a stack of Progresso Soup cans, <laughs> and they're just there because there's no room among the brown rice and the dried beans and, I don't know, all the stuff we've got up there. Mm. And we finally moved. I moved all my flowers and cornmeal and all that stuff. I left them in the freezer long enough to kill the bugs, and now they are in a cooler in my dining room <laughs> okay. because there's no place for all the flour to be. It's crazy. And it's, I, I've got a big house, but I don't have any room. Well, it's it's a good place to be in in some ways, but, yeah, it's that's a weird place to be in. I know how that is, too. I've still got some 55-gallon containers of things that I'm wearing down from. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still eating from it, too. I'll tell you that. Good food. Yeah, yeah. So I have to do more of that. You know, I've got to be real conscious about we've got cans that, you know, we need to be eating. Yeah. It's, and this I mean, winter, I bet you will, especially if the weather holds up to the yeah. omens. We're both yeah. going to be spending some time eating out of the cupboard. Uh, and that'll be good. It, yeah, you know? it'll be fine. It sure will as be. As long as everything holds, we're all going to be fine. We will. I never have got the plastic on the windows here. I need to do that. I'll that's Colors. the next thing. Yeah, I was, I was glad to get all that. You know, what was it? Three years ago. I think it's been three years since we insulated. Three up, years since been... we insulated up there. At least three years, maybe more. Really? Wow. So um, there's lots of insulation up in the attic, but the next job is going to be insulating underneath the floor because you know there's just a dirt floor underneath there with them. Mm -hmm. Where sooner or later I'm going to put my my cave of wonders full of canned goods. 
As soon as we make sure groundhogs can't get in there. Yeah. And just irritate me. <laughs> well, I think this was this this counts as uh, Appalachian goodbye, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> so we we will talk more about death next week. Um, I wanna I wanna go over something and encourage people to do the washing of the body for people that you love who die and not be squeamish about that because I know y'all can do it. And it is such a beautiful, holy gift to give to the to the person that you love who has passed on. Mm. And it, yeah, it's a little bit messy towards the bottom, but yeah, I want to talk about about us returning to those old ways. Yeah, it's important. It is important. Maybe that's why we do the podcast. I don't really know why we do the podcast anymore. I don't either. Um, I was online with somebody saying, who could recommend your favorite witchy, pagan, whatever podcast? And I said, well, come on over to Weird Mountain House. And my friend said, well, what do you like about it? And I said, well, it's my podcast. And we talk about traditional Appalachian stuff. And we'd love to have you come over there. And she was like, I didn't know you had a podcast. Oh, so I think I feel like sometimes you and I need to go on social media, aside from Weird Mountain Gals, and just say, my name is Byron Ballard, and I do a podcast with Alicia, and it is called the Weird Mountain Gals, and we would love for you to come. Because somehow this is kind of separate from the other stuff we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can we use that voice? That little voice like that? That voice, yes. Here we are with the Weird Mountain Gals. <laughs> Oh gosh, that reminds me of that dang Rebecca with Tuatha Dea when she does uh Betty Lou Who <laughs> She has a little voice like that. Come on over. <laughs> Sorry. Oh Alicia's giggling. Anyway, y'all yeah, y'all behave. If you can. Bad if behavior. you can't. Yes, if you can't, don't name it after us. <laughs> oh no, Lord no. Oh, we God, don't want to do really. that to anybody. No. So y'all let us know. We're going to be talking about death the whole rest of the month and probably into November. So if there's stuff you want to add to that conversation, let us know. Yeah. Come to us on our social media platforms. Yeah, we appreciate the interaction. And yeah, we love it. Those of y'all who are out there sharing the podcast, we really thank you for that. Because evidently we need to do some more of that. <laughs> and we'll see you next week, I guess. Man, right, Miss Byron. Wait, I hate to leave this big porch. I know. I'm a water plant. Yeah, it's been so dry. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals.